Hi, my name is Gary Zimak, and I am honored to be a part of this conference. I'm grateful to Anne DeSantis for inviting me to talk a little bit about the Eucharist. You know, I've been praying about this and asking the Lord, what should I, what should I say? How can I possibly put into words in about 15 minutes my love for the Eucharist and the importance of receiving Jesus in the Eucharist and his real presence? How can I do it in 15 minutes? And oddly enough, this morning, I was taking a shower. And, and so many times, I know this sounds crazy, but the Lord speaks to me while I'm taking a shower or out taking a walk, and he just speaks to me quickly. And I got an idea. And I'm going to run with this idea, and I pray that it may help you. If you're struggling today, if you are dealing with a sort of a storm in your life, if you happen to be in a situation which is causing you to be afraid, it's not the first time it's happened. It's happened before, and I want to speak these words directly to you about Jesus Christ present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. I want to speak these words to you and let you know you are not alone. He is with you, he wants to help you, and he will help you. That's my message for you today. I want to start by just reading a, a Bible verse that really is the whole basis for what I'm about to say. You may know, you may be familiar with my work. I write and I speak extensively about overcoming worry. That's always been my thing. Why is that? Because I'm somebody who has always struggled with worry, and I continue, and I will always be an anxious person. And one of the things that I have found more than anything else when it comes to easing my fears, when it comes to calming my nerves, when it comes to bringing me peace in the middle of a storm, is that Jesus Christ is the answer. And there is no better way that he can come to me or to you and comfort us than with his real presence in the Eucharist. I may be an anxious person by nature, but with the Lord's help, that anxiety can be controlled. And that's what I hope to relay to you in this short presentation today. Let's start by looking at this Bible verse. And this is the verse that came to me. This verse takes place after the crucifixion of Jesus. And his disciples, the apostles specifically, they're hiding. They're afraid. They killed their master. They killed their leader. They killed the person in whom they placed their hope. And what were they doing? They were hiding. They were afraid because they thought they would be next. I mean, that is completely understandable, isn't it? They were afraid. But listen to what happened. This is John chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Let me read that again. Because that's the message. I want you to do me a favor. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're dealing with, whatever fears are in your life, I don't care how bad they are, let Jesus speak these words to you today. On that evening, on that day, the first day of the week, the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came to them as he comes to you and stood among them 
and said to them, Peace be with you. Where were the apostles at this point? They were, in, they were behind locked doors. They were afraid. They were imprisoned because of their fears, and they were surrounded by danger. Now, you might not be physically in danger. You may be, but you might not be. It might be a spiritual fear, danger, prison. But you're behind locked doors. You're isolated. And again, those locked doors don't have to be real locked doors. A lot of times, fear can lock us in, imprison us. Not literally, but in a figurative sense. And you know as well as I do, those fears are really real and they're incredibly restrictive. Sometimes we can be so overwhelmed and imprisoned and bound by our fear that we're powerless, that we even lose hope. Maybe you feel that way today. Maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you don't see how you can ever have peace again. The beautiful thing about this is, when we, when we look at this encounter between the apostles and Jesus, were they looking for him? No. In fact, they thought he was dead. Somehow they've forgotten. This is going to come out as we look at the following scriptures. When we, look at, when we examine all of the scriptures, all the gospels, when it comes to what happened after Jesus died, they didn't expect him to rise from the dead. Somehow they missed that part. He told them, I'm going to be given up. My body's going to be taken. I'm going to be taken captive. I'll be tortured, put to death. And on the third day, I'll rise again. They got the first part, but they missed the part about the resurrection. So they weren't looking for Jesus. They didn't think he could help them. They were afraid. They resorted to their human means to protect themselves. And that's locking the doors and hiding, hoping that nobody comes after them. But even though they weren't looking for Jesus, what happened? He was looking for them. And he knew they were afraid. And he knew they needed him. And he knew that he could get through those locked doors. And that's exactly what he did. The doors were locked, and Jesus came into the room where they were hiding in fear. And he didn't just come in and say, Why are you guys afraid? What's the matter? It's not that bad. He didn't say that. What he did, and this is critical, and this is why I love this meditation. This is why this verse, to me, is so powerful. Jesus gave them his peace. He didn't say, at this point, don't be afraid. He said that before, but not at this point. He didn't ask him a question, why are you afraid? What did he say? The first words of the resurrected Jesus to his followers who were afraid, peace be with you. He gave them the supernatural peace that only he can give. That's not a good wish. That's not a, hey, I hope you guys do better. Good luck. That was giving them the gift of peace. Now, peace is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It's not something we can acquire ourselves. But through the working of the Holy Spirit, you and I can receive that gift of peace in our lives. 
that peace which is produced by the Holy Spirit. See, that's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's generated by the working of the Spirit. And so in the same way that Jesus gave his apostles that peace, that fruit of peace, I call it a gift, but I'm not referring it to, to it as a gift as in the sense of a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's more or less, a, it's a fruit. It's produced by the Holy Spirit. It's a gift in the generic sense, but it's produced. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, if the Holy Spirit works in you, that same peace can be generated. Not by you. I can't make myself peaceful when I'm afraid. I'm human. I'm an anxious person. I'm a worrier by nature. You know, I can't produce that peace, but Jesus can. He can produce that peace in you in the same way that he did in his apostles. Now, if you'll notice, he didn't just send word to them. He didn't just send a note to them. Hey, guys, I'm giving you my peace. He didn't do that. What did he do? He broke through the locked doors, where they were imprisoned by their fears. Essentially, that's it. it wasn't the doors that were imprisoning them. It was their fear. He broke through, and he became present to them. Ah, there's the connection. There's the Eucharistic connection. And through his real presence, he delivered the message. He gave them that fruit of peace through his real presence. Peace be with you. I give it to you. He didn't just say be peaceful. I give you my supernatural peace, Jesus said. And this, I think, is the key. This is the takeaway from my message today. If you are afraid, and remember, I've written about it extensively. I've spoken around about it coast to coast and in Canada too. I've, I've been delivering this message for close to 10 years that Jesus Christ is the answer to breaking free from worry. However, the most important thing you can possibly do other than have a collection of Bible verses, and again, I've written about them. I've, I've generated hundreds of Bible verses reminding us of why we shouldn't be afraid. I encourage my audiences to pray and have that connection with Jesus. And to read the scriptures. All of that is critical. However, there is nothing you can do that is more important than receiving Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Because that Eucharist is chock full of grace. And grace brings peace. When you receive Jesus, you receive him. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. He's with you spiritually right now. He's with me as I speak. I had a conversation with him just prior to doing this presentation. But in the Eucharist, it's more than that. It's that real presence. So in the same way that Jesus appeared to his apostles on the day of his resurrection, he appears to you when you receive the Eucharist. And whether you feel it or not, you know, a lot of times you receive our Lord in Holy Communion and you feel nothing. It happens to me all the time. But what, what really takes place is the more you do it, 
And the more you pray for that gift of faith, Lord, help me believe this is really you. Help me believe this is helping me. Then you get that sense of confidence. You might not feel his presence, but when you receive him, you have a growing knowledge through faith that this is doing something. His presence is helping me. He's helping me to change. He's helping me to break free from fear. He's helping me to break free from sin. I'm getting to know him better. You know, when I haven't, my allergies have been kicking up over the past few months. And I take allergy pills. They help me. But when I first take the pills, it doesn't feel like it, anything happened. Same thing if I have a headache and I take some, some, something for the headache. I don't always feel it immediately. But over time, the headache begins to fade. And until that point where I start to feel better, I know that this is going to help me. I know this is going to take the pain away. That's the way it is with the Eucharist. So I would encourage you to receive Jesus in Holy Communion as often as you can. I'm able to do it every day. And I don't know what I would do without being able to receive Jesus that way. You might not feel it instantly. You might not feel it at all. But you gradually begin to have a greater sense of peace and hope and the knowledge that Jesus is with you because he is. He's as present to you when you receive him in the Eucharist as he was to those frightened apostles on that first Easter Sunday. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, Jesus, I hope I said what you wanted me to say today, Lord. You and I had this conversation before I started. I asked you what to discuss. You gave me the ideas. And I sat down and tried to deliver, with your help, the message. Lord Jesus, I pray that anyone watching this video will have a greater sense of your presence, will have a greater feeling of hope, will have a greater desire to receive you again and again and again. And I pray that your peace will grow in everyone who watches this video and grow even stronger whenever they or me receive you in the Eucharist. Thank you for coming us to us in this way, Lord. Thank you for breaking through the doors of our fears and coming to us in our fallen world, even though it cost you a great amount of suffering, cost you your life. You come to us in humility. You come to us under the form of bread and wine. But we know that our eyes deceive us when we see the Eucharist. We know that it's you your body, your blood, your soul, and your divinity. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to increase our appreciation and our desire for the Holy Eucharist. In your name I pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And again, my thanks to Anne for allowing me to be a part of this incredible conference. God bless you. And remember, when you receive the Eucharist, he's breaking through those locked doors.
that he can help you. Bye-bye.